Hello, this is Andrew Gomison. Welcome to the Speaking for Him podcast. It's been a while since I introduced my own show, um, and that is because of the unprecedented times in which we find ourselves with this quarantine. Um, you know, hopefully we will look back on all of this and see God's faithfulness in it as we go forward, and hopefully you have seen God's faithfulness through it as well, even though things can get discouraging. Um, so I just want to start out with um, a little bit of a personal update and then a little bit of a disclaimer um, about this episode and then we will get into the meat of it. First of all, as an update, uh, please pray for me as I was recently informed along with the rest of the educators in the state of Michigan uh, that we will not be allowed to uh, enter our school buildings for the remainder of the school year and will instead um, not be able to return to school until August. This is a big blow uh, financially, but even more so uh, emotionally as I am invested in the kids that I work with at the Potter's House. And so the ability to spend time with them to invest in them, to speak Jesus to them, um, is very limited by the current circumstances. And so I just covet your prayers, and we will pray together as a part of this podcast. Um, the second thing I would mention is, as you already noticed, uh, Dan is not here because uh, uh, we are in quarantine. We are told to social distance, and so it doesn't work for Dan and I to be in the studio together. Um so I'm recording right from my home studio. I'm very thankful to my brother Bartholomew for buying me equipment to make this possible. So uh, many thanks, Bartholomew. Uh, this podcast episode would not be coming to be if it was not for you. And, and then there are things that are going to sound different from uh, previous uh, iterations of this podcast because of that. Thankfully, I have um, the intro, which you heard, so we're trying to stay as normal as possible, and I did learn to record um, a movie trailer from YouTube, so hopefully when you hear this, it will be edited into it, and it will be as normal as possible, given the circumstances. Uh, but I appreciate the faithful listeners that we have, and I want to make sure that um, as long as this quarantine lasts, and uh, as long as I'm not able to record at the at the uh, Joy 99 Studios, that I'm still coming to you with a podcast. And I want to thank Tommy um, for his cooperation uh, on the podcast, and also Brad Lanzer of Lanzer um, uh, Broadcasting. I am looking forward to uh, being back in your studio when the time permits. But for now, I'm very grateful to be able to record from home. All right, with that being said, um, I want to open this in a word of prayer, and then I will uh, discuss the topic of today's podcast. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you that no matter what happens, uh, we can trust you to 
um, bring us through it. If you bring us to it, you'll bring us through it. And so we ask for that mercy today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, today's podcast, I'm just going to take some time to do a personal review of the movie I Still Believe. Um, And I was really excited to get into the theater um, to watch this film and then to come into the studio and review it for you. Um, now, this this endeavor was actually affected by the whole um, coronavirus and the quarantine uh, thing that we find ourselves in because it was only in the theaters for one weekend. Um, I think it grossed $12 million and it was a $10 million project, which... Um, under normal circumstances would be considered a flop if you just looked at the numbers. But if you realize that it's just from one weekend, then you realize that uh, that's a pretty um, exciting uh, reality is to be able to say that it made $12 million in an opening weekend. So what happened was they allowed Amazon to uh, put it on uh, for one-time digital sale, or for, for digital rental, rather. And um, you could, for $20, rent it and watch it from the comfort of your own living room. And so my family and I did that a couple about a couple weeks ago, about a week ago. Um, kind of losing the concepts of time through this whole ordeal. But um, I, I do believe it was a week ago. Uh, we were able to watch it and enjoy it together, and so I'm going to just unfold some of it for you, um, but uh, first we're going to hear the trailer for I Still Believe. My name is Jeremy Kim. I want to introduce you guys to someone special tonight. This is my fiance, Melissa. Go ahead and stand up, babe. Come on, stand up. I know, I'm taken, I'm sorry. Earlier this year, we had some tough news. Some really tough news. Can we do something special for the most special person in my life tonight? Can we pray for her? Feel her tonight.
changed by what I go through. It will all be worth it. by the Irwin Brothers. Both of these are Irwin, Irwin Brothers projects. Um, of I Can Only Imagine, which took place, like I said, a couple of years ago. And I Can Only Imagine was the story of Bart Millard and how he became a success with Mercy Me and then also how he um, decided to write or was the idea was thrust upon him to write the the lyrics and the music to I Can Only Imagine, which was one of the one of the first or at least one of the most popular crossover anthems in radio history. And so um, that was successful, and they decided to do um, a story about Jeremy Camp, and the song they used for the basis of that was I Still Believe, um, which was actually written uh, after Jeremy went through an unspeakable tragedy um, through the death of his um, dear wife, Melissa, who was his first wife, um, that he married, um, I believe, in 2001, in October. Um, or it might, no, I think it was October 2000. And then in February 2001, Melissa went to be with the Lord. And then in 2003, I believe, he married his current wife. Um, and if I remember correctly, her name is Arianne. And they have three children and have been married for about 15 years. And um, one of the interesting things that I thought um, coming out of this was the fact that I, I thought, well, well, it would seem like it would be very hard for someone like um, Ariane to be excited or to, to, to be comfortable with them telling the, the love story of Jeremy and his first wife. Um, but she actually has a very personal stake because she talks about hearing Jeremy um, at a concert where they were basically on tour together because their two music groups were uh, doing this tour together. I don't know if it was Winter Jam, but it was something similar. And so she heard the story of Melissa and her dedication to God, and it really made her think and made her uh, reevaluate some things in her own life and realize that she needed to turn to God for strength in a way that she hadn't before. And so it really was a powerful part of her testimony um, that Melissa was able to change her life and influence her for Christ. And then, of course, um, things uh, progressed to the point where Jeremy um, and her married. And uh, so that is a wonderful thing. And it's just been neat to see how um, God can use the power of cinema to um, 
to put these stories on the screen. Uh, it stars K.J. Appa and Britt Robertson in the title roles of Jeremy Camp and Melissa. And uh, it stars Gary Sinise and Shania Twain as Jeremy's parents. And so it was very well cast. Um, it, I, I didn't know exactly what to expect going in. People were comparing it to A Walk to Remember. But of course, this being a true story... Uh, made it a, a little bit more, even more compelling. Um, and so I just really appreciated it. I appreciated the fact that Jeremy made the decision early on, even though he knew she was sick, to to marry her and to be there for her and to walk with her through this difficult time. I think so often in today's culture, um, we forget the part about the vows that says for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, um, and forsaking all others till death do us part. Uh, we forget about that because we're, we're kind of conditioned even, I think, uh, to a degree in the church to this idea that as long as it fulfills me, I will stay in. But if it doesn't fulfill me, then I'm out. And that is not a very good uh, place to be, and yet we find ourselves uh, there often. And so I think it's important to have something that reinforces the biblical, hey, I'm in it for the long haul. And, and when you're in it, um, when there's trouble to begin with, when, when you're both, when you already know there's a struggle and you go for it anyway, uh, that's that's a big testimony to God, and it's a big blessing to both individuals. Um, and I think as someone that struggles with a physical uh, disability myself, and knowing that I still have a lot to offer, it was encouraging to me um, that there are people out there that are willing to um, choose a difficult road, even though it is difficult because they know that it's worth it. And I think that was the one thing that, that came out of this film that stuck out to me. Probably one of the most profound things is she, he knew, Jeremy Camp said he knew from the very first night that there was something special about her. That she wanted to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. And that spoke to him in such a way that he that he needed to be around her. And he told her, I think I read that it was about a month after they started hanging out with one another that he told her that he loved her and that he wanted to be with her and that he thought that they uh, could have a future together. And so I really appreciated that. Um, I, I had this discussion with my dad and he and I often have this discussion after we watch a movie like that um, because I think both he and I kind of look at these things from a preacher's perspective. I know some people, they like accuse the Kendrick brothers of being too preachy in their films, but they're preachers. That's their background. And so they, they, de they deliver a very clear, um, unwatered-down... Uh, non-subtle gospel message. 
and I think the Irwin brothers kind of take a, a more subtle uh, type of approach, and so I would have liked to, to have more of the gospel in there, but I do think that there's a lot uh, that we can glean from uh, the movie, and I really appreciated it, and I encourage people to watch it. Now, there are some scenes that are intense for younger viewers because we're dealing with cancer, we're dealing with um, the, the, lo the eventual loss of life of his first wife and so it is um it doesn't shy away from the reality of that so just be mindful of that as you um uh, sit down to watch it with your children um but perhaps you know for someone you know especially like nine or ten and above um there's there's uh a lot of opportunities for discussion and informing them about the particular things that uh, go with uh, a diagnosis like this and go with the journey that you go on when you have uh, a situation. Um, and I think uh, it really spoke to me too about how God is faithful no matter what. The song I Still Believe was written out of Jeremy's grief after his wife died. Uh, so it's not a situation of, um, you know, we'll serve you if you, uh, if you heal my wife, I'll serve you. It's, it's, I'll serve you no matter what. And I'm praying and, and hoping against hope that you will indeed heal my wife. And so I want to encourage you uh, to watch this film, and then if there's something that you're struggling with, um, if if there's something that you are wondering, well, why is God doing this? My hope is that you will uh, be encouraged that God is still on his throne. God is still in control. Um, now, there was a time when they did get a miracle. Uh, she was... Uh, declared in remission and cancer-free at one point, and then, of course, it came back. So, you don't know what God's going to do, but he is faithful. Um, I appreciated that his parents were supportive. They didn't necessarily understand. They are like, uh, why are you getting married this young? Um, but I, I like what his dad said afterwards. Um, in the film, he said, I, I wasn't really crazy about this idea at first, but as I saw you walk through this with your wife, it made me very proud of you, and I was so glad that you chose to follow God and do this. Um, from what I can tell from um, the, the fact-checking that I did before this podcast... I would say that it's probably 95%, a 90 to 95% accurate as far as they didn't really make any major changes to the story, which is which is good uh, because one of my movie pet peeves is that um, they make changes to stories and then uh, you're like, well, if it was a good story for a movie, then make a movie. If it's not, then leave it alone. So um, that's really been my 
philosophy for as long as I can remember. Uh, but um, I really just um, want to encourage you um, in this time when we're together with our families. Um, first of all, hold tight to your loved ones. Um, you know, I I just can't uh, imagine what it would have been like for uh, Jeremy uh, to not have clung tight to his wife. I mean, they didn't have much time, but they squeezed a lot of life into the time that they had. And so I really appreciated that. And, um, you know, I just, I, I thought a lot about how, I think a lot about how we allow uh, disagreements or arguments or things of that nature to to affect our close relationships and I saw something recently that said make sure that you speak to others in such a way um, that if that if they were to die tomorrow you wouldn't regret the last thing you said to them and uh, I think that's a good practice and principle for our daily life. I really do. And so, I would encourage you to watch this movie. I thought the acting was excellent. Um, they're, they're really... I mean, I, I can't... It's hard to put into words um, the leaps and bounds that Christian movies have made in the last few years uh, or the last several years as far as quality. Um because it used to be that they were so um, chintzy and so poorly made that it was hard to enter into the movie and feel like you're actually somewhere else. But you really get that that um, feeling with this movie. Another aspect is, I think one of the things that, that drew Melissa and Jeremy together is that they had similar hearts. Jeremy had has a brother with special needs and uh, so so he really had a heart for helping kids and um, and I think that's another thing that drew him and Melissa together um, but of course with Jeremy's life with his wife Arianne and their three children you can just see how God um, can bring beauty beauty from ashes I thought it was a very moving scene as well when his wife talks to him and says, uh, Melissa talks to him and says, I want you to find someone else. Um, that can be a hard uh, conversation to have, but I think uh, it speaks highly of the other person to realize that they want the person they love to have love. And of course, everybody's different. Some people... Uh, never remarry, and that's fine. Other people remarry quickly. Um, some of that depends on your age and your life stage. I know, um, but I just I just was very encouraged uh, by this film, and in a in a lesser degree, I think it's applicable to the times in which we find ourselves. Because I can say, with utmost certainty, even though I don't feel. Um, necessarily totally encouraged every single day that I still believe. 
I still believe that God's on his throne. I still believe he's in control. I still believe he has a plan uh, to to do what's best. And if one of the things that comes out of this is that I learn how to better broadcast from home, then that's a great thing. I've, I've thought in the past about the possibility of, of doing some voiceover work and maybe doing some freelance recording from home, and, and maybe this will be... Uh, part of what I learn as I'm going forward anyway I think that's about all I have for today I would say um, that I um, uh, am rating this I usually use a 5 point scale um, and I, I will easily give this um, uh, 4 out of 5 stars very good very well done and I, I encourage you uh, to run it on Amazon. Um, I, I'm going to end this podcast by just saying, you know, some people say that $20 is too much to rent something like that on Amazon. And perhaps for you it is. But if you are someone who normally goes to theaters to see a movie, and you think about the fact that even a matinee is usually 7 or $8. And if three or four of you go, then you're at, uh, you know, $32 if it's four. Um, then you're still saving 12 bucks if those same members of your family are in the living room uh, watching the movie with you and paying essentially $5 a piece. So I think we need a little perspective on that. Because um, I don't think it's just a money grab by Amazon. I really think that it's an opportunity for the filmmakers to make money despite the fact that their movie got pulled from the movie theaters. So just something to keep in mind as you move forward um, and as you consider supporting the Irwin Brothers and other filmmakers like them by renting their films on Amazon or other digital platforms. Well, I think that's about all I have for you today. I hope that this podcast has encouraged you, and I plan to be right back with you next week, um, whether uh, most likely still here from my home studio. But until then, I hope you have a great weekend, and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 